Hilchah Shuvah Perik Gimel Halach Aleph. The Rambam in this Perik expounds upon general principles of the fundamental, fundamental Yiddishkeit that are under the general umbrella of Chuva in terms of service of Hashem. Every Jew has merits and demerits uh, of various sins. Of someone who has more merits than sins, Tzadik, he's considered Tzadik. Technically, someone who's averse some more than his mitzvahs and more than his merits, Russia, he's, a, he's called a Russia, technically. Someone who's exactly half and half is a Baini. The half and half over here in the, in the majority of Averis versus mitzvahs is in the qualitative sense, not necessarily in terms of the actual number of Averis or mitzvahs. Medina, similar country. If, if um, it's merits, of all its inhabitants, were more than their sins. Hey, is it Tzedekah? It's a notorious country. It's a righteous country. If the sins were more, hey, is It's an evil country. The same thing applies to the entire earth. A person who's a virus outweighs his merits, dies immediately from his wickedness. The Pasuk says, Because of your great sin. Now, you see many people who are in this category who are alive. So the Ramban explains that certain Roshayim, even though they are very wicked, they do certain mitzvahs, and certain mitzvahs have a certain schos, a special unique merit, that they merit long life. So that's why in that case, that person will still be alive. The Chaymed in a similar country, that had a majority of Averis, is destroyed immediately. Shnem, the Pasuk says, the crowd, the outcry of Shnem and is great, and therefore Hashem says, Avram is going to destroy it. The same thing applies to the entire world. If all of mankind's avarice outweigh their, their merits, immediately they are destroyed. Shem the Pasuk says, By the Mabul, because the evil of man on the earth was great. This, this weighing of the avarice versus the merits doesn't depend on the quantity of the avarice and mitzvahs, the merits and the, and the sins. It's based on their quality. Some merits that can correspond to many avarice. Shinem the Pasuk says, Yanim to Bidover Taif, uh because the good thing is found in him, that Pasuk over there Malachim is referring to a certain Russia who uh, had one schus and that one schus outweighed many of his averis. So you have sometimes one schus corresponds to many averis. Sometimes you have one aver that outweighs many mitzvahs. So now the Pasuk says, many merits. One, one sin can, can, can cause a lot of good to be lost. The, the only way, the only proper way to weigh, to weigh no pun intended, the the only manner to weigh the mitzvahs, the and avonis, the merits and, and sins, is by the understanding of Hashem. Only He knows how to properly measure up merits versus averis. Halacha gimel. Halacha gimel. Call me shenichem al mitzvah shasa. Anybody who regrets the mitzvahs he did, and he um, re- regrets the, the the merits that he earned. Normally, but he says in his heart, what purpose is there in doing them? I wish I wouldn't have done, have done them. So he loses the merit of those mitzvahs. And he has no merit for, for them in them at all. The righteous of the tzaddik will not save him on the day of his, of his, of his evilness. So if he, the day he becomes a rusher, so to speak, and regrets his mitzvahs, he will lose those merits. Just like regretting Avera erases the damage of the Avera. Regretting mitzvahs erases the merit of the mitzvahs. 
And the Pasuk refers to somebody who regrets his early mitzvahs. Just like we, the Bezin Shalmaila weighs a person's merits and averis. At the time of his death, to determine if he deserves that Elm Haba, so to every single year, the Bezin Shalmaila weighs the averis versus the merits of every single individual. Begin to Shoshana on the holiday of Rosh Hashanah. Mishim is tzaddik, someone who is found to be righteous, which means majority merits nechtam lechaim. He's sealed for life. Mishim to Rosh someone who's found to be a Russia, which means the majority is 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 averis nechtam misa. He's sealed for the opposite of life. Babin is someone who's half and half. Daylon is sealed. It's defer, his verdict is deferred until New Kippur. He must choose if he does choose a nechtam lechaim. He's sealed for life. Imlav if he's not nechtam misa for the opposite of life. Halacha dalid. Even though for the blowing of the it's a mitzvah which has no reason. Ram is yes, but there's still a hint that it that it uh, contains. Claimer meaning to say, as follows: Wake up, slumbers from your sleep, and uh, and uh, nappers. from your uh, from your nap. and search your deeds. and do Remember your Creator. These refers to people who forget the truth, but have in the vanities of the time. They dedicate they, they dedicate their energy to emptiness and nothingness. which doesn't have any benefit. Um, look for your look for your uh, for your own neshamas. Improve your ways and your deeds. Each one of you should leave this evil way. and his bad thoughts. So this is the this is the hint of the shayfer to wake us up to uh, be an alarm clock to tshuva. And therefore, because of everything we said till now in this parak, every single person she is required. Has to see himself the entire year as if he's half notorious and half liable. Half merits, half of it. Similarly, he has to see the whole world as being half and half. If he does want he tilts himself with the entire world to the side of and he causes destruction to the world and for himself. Also, does one mitzvah. Then he tilts himself and the whole entire world to the side of merit. And he causes them and himself. Salvation and saving. Shadema Pasuk says, the Tzadik is the foundation of the world. This refers to a person who acts righteous. This person who acts righteous, it tilts the whole world to the side of merit and saves the world. Because of this, all Jewish people have a custom to increase in stock and good deeds, and to be extra busy with mitzvahs, more the entire year. Because, you know, this importance of the time when we're judged and we want to tilt ourselves and the world's merit to the good side. And all you didn't have a custom to get up. At, during the night, during these ten days, and to daven the shuls, words of supplication, and words of uh, of um, humble the heart until daybreak. This is commonly known as slichas.
when a person's averis are made are weighed to measure against his merits, then the first and second time he did averis, so strike one and strike two don't count. It's only the third strike that Hashem measures. If the third Aveda and onward are found to be more than his schusin, so then besides the fact that he's punished for the the Averis that are measured against the mitzvahs from number three and onward, the first two as well are are uh, tacked on as well. And he's judged for everything together. If, however, when you merit measure from the third Aver and onward, then the the merits and the Averis are equal. And obviously, this applies if the merits outweigh the Averis. And then, one at a time, one after the other, Hashem forgives all the Averis. Because since the first two have been forgiven, the third one is considered the first now. The first two have been forgiven. And the fourth one is considered the first. Because the third one, which was then considered the first one, is now forgiven as well. And they're all erased. When this is applied by an individual. All these things Hashem will do two or three times with a person. So you see, regarding one person, Hashem forgives the first and the second. Av Batsiba, regarding a community, then they get three freebies. Shinam Pasuk says, For three Averis to the Yidin, Hashem says, I will forgive, but the fourth one not. So that means that it's from the fourth one and onward Hashem uh, counts, so to speak. When they had this whole procedure, it's from the fourth one and onward. So from the fourth Averis and onward, the Tzibur is, is measured against its. Aveda, it's mitzvahs. If the Avedas outweigh the mitzvahs, then they're punished for all of them, including the first three. If, however, the mitzvahs and Averis are equal, and obviously if the mitzvahs are more, then, then, then they're all forgiven. Uh, um, the first three are forgiven, the next three now are considered the first three, and they're forgiven, and then they're all eventually forgiven. Habayinim, those who are in the middle, who are considered in their Amos terminology equally merits and equally Averis, if one of their Averis, one of the sins. Then they do have to go down to Gehenim, unlike a Benini who is judged notoriously and does not have to go to Gehenim because he never put on tefillin. He has to go to Gehenim. But then after that, he has a portion in Haba. Those who their Averis are, they're not Benim, rather Averis outweigh the mitzvahs. They who have to go to Gehenim, they are judged according to their sins. But that means that afterwards they have a chilk in El Haba. It's not. It's not. They have to be Gehenim forever. Because every single yid has a portion of El Haba. He's an Averis, and he's majority Averis, and therefore he's a Russian who has to go to Gehenim. Eventually, he's redeemed and has he goes to El Haba. It says that the Rishayim do not have to suffer Gehenim for more than one year. Depending on the extent of the suffering, the quality of the suffering depends on the extent of their evilness. Shem the Pasuk says, um, Your people are all tzaddikim, they will inherit the land forever. Eretz Eretz is a parable, a metaphor, the land of the living, refers to the, the world to come. Similarly, the pious people, the, the righteous of the, of the non Jews, who also have a portion in Haba.
even though we said every year has a portion in the world to come, there are exceptions, halachically. These are the 13 exceptions. Rather, they are cut off and lost. And they're judged for the greatness of their evilness and sinfulness. They are punished and judged forever. The non-believers. The heretics. The Bible will describe each one of these categories in the rest of the parak. Those who deny the Torah, those who deny the revival of the dead, the coming of Mashiach, they deny the coming of Mashiach. Those who rebel against Hashem deliberately, those who cause the public to transgress, those who separate themselves from the community, someone who does Averis in a public way, brazenly, publicly, like Yaakim, who was one of the Malachim, uh, one of the kings. Of, of Yehuda or Yisrael um, I'm sorry Yehuda uh, those who give over the Jewish the Jews to the non-Jewish government those who cause undue necessary fear on the community not for the uh, uh, for, for, for a non uh, valid purpose such as get, getting them to be afraid for the purposes of getting them to do the right thing so it's it's not for that purpose it's for a non-valid purpose murderers those who are uh, regulars of speaking someone who uh, extends his foreskin so he should appear like he never had a brismila now that Amman breaks these categories down there are five people who call them min now the word min comes from the early Christians who called themselves ma'aminim believers or the faithful so as a way to make fun of that, the Chum called them Minim, which means various sorts, like not, not the norm. So the term Min later became ex- expanded to not just mean early Christians, but everyone who does not believe basic beliefs of Yiddishkeit. So what are the five categories of Minim? <clears throat> Someone who says there's no God and the world has no conductor. He says the world has a conductor. There are two or more. Someone who says this world has a conductor and it's only one. But he has a form and an image. Someone who says that he is not the first soul creator. In other words, that the Abishter is uh, the only Abishter and the only ruler of the world. However, there are certain uh, laws of nature, certain tools that are as. Uh, that are as eternal, so to speak, as absolute as Hashem is. Someone who serves a star or a mazel, a constellation, besides for Hashem, they should be intermediary between him and Hashem. Anyone who believes any of these one, any of these five things is called a min. So the fourth category, to clarify again, is somebody who says that Hashem is the only God who always exists. He has no form. But, uh, just like before Hashem, before before creation, Hashem always existed. So these tools, these laws of physics, always existed. Uh, so that would be the fourth category, presumably. There are three kinds of people who are called apikursin, which is another term for non-believers. And there's various explanations where the term comes from. Someone who says there's no, there's no such thing as prophecy. There's no such thing as communication between Hashem and the person. Number two, someone who de- de- denies the nevuah of Moshe Rabbeinu, that Hashem never spoke to Moshe, which is, of course, the fundamental principle of all Yiddishkeit. And the third category, someone who says, that Hashem, 
that Hashem does not know what is happening here on earth in people's behaviors. Any one of these three categories, if someone believes any of these three, is called apikaitis. All three of them are the same, are, are similar in the sense that they don't believe in Hashem's relationship with the world and humans. That three people who are called kafim who deny the Torah. Someone who says Hashem never gave the Torah. Or even if he says that one verse of the Torah, in other words, he says Hashem gave the Torah, but this pasuk is not from Hashem. Even one pasuk, I feel Teva even one word. If he says Moshe wrote it on his own, he has called the Kafir Torah. Someone who denies its explanation, that's the oral Torah. So he doesn't believe he believes Hashem gave the Torah in Hashinai, but that's just the Chumash. He doesn't believe Hashem gave an oral Torah. Or he disputes its orators. In other words, he believes Hashem gave the Torah in Hasinai, and he believes Hashem gave the Torah in but he doesn't believe, I, I, I think this means, he doesn't believe that the people who, who the Chachamim, are legitimately representing the Torah in That he, he says somewhere along the line it got lost, and the Torah in we have is not it. He goes to Tzadik Abaytis, like Tzadik Abaytis, two famous students of Antignes, who went in that direction, unfortunately. Vaimer is someone who says, Hashem exchanged this mitzvah for a different one. And the Torah, as it was given her Sinai, it has been changed or nullified. Even though he believes it was from Hashem. An example is the descendants of Hagar, meaning the Muslims, and uh, other most editions of the Rambam, the early editions include the other Christians, but the censors removed it. These three types of people. It's called the Kefir So these three are someone who de- says that part of the Torah of Shemachsav is not from Hashem. Someone who denies that. Who, someone who denies the Torah of Pet. And someone who says that the mitzvah is not eternal. Among the Jewish people, there are two who are called a Mummer. Someone who is a Mummer, apostate for one Aveda. Another category is a Mummer for the entire Torah. One who apostates for one Aveda is someone who has established himself, who is a, who is a, a serial offender, to do a certain Aveda deliberately. For Hugel he's accustomed to do it, and he's, it's famous that that's, that's the way he does it. He does, even if it's a minor Aveda, so to speak. For example, he always wears shatness, even though he can easily find clothing that's not shatness. Or the hakifpeya, or to cut off his sideburns. It's as if he treats this mitzvah as if it doesn't exist. He's a mumla is a dover. He's a mumla for that aveda of who she asked him. The provided he's doing it simply with the intent of being brazen, brazen, and doing Hashem. Mumla What's the category of somebody who's a mumla for the entire teriyah? Somebody who who turns to the non-Jewish religion and way of life when they make a decree against the Jewish people and he cleaves to the Gentiles and he says what benefit do I have of cleaving to the Jewish people who are downtrodden and pursued it's better I should cleave to these people the Gentiles who have the upper hand he's the movement for the entire territory so somebody who identifies as, as a non-Jew chooses to identify as a non-Jew behave like a non-Jew that's called a movement for the entire territory
What's the example of somebody who causes the public to sin? Whether he makes them do a great Aveda, these are all people in history who cause many people to do Avedas and turn many people away from Hashem. Or he does, makes, makes them many people do a minor Aveda. Even if he causes them to nullify a mitzvah, to someone who convinces uh, the community that it's not important to shake Luf and Esrogantukas, for example. Or he forces people to do Averis like Menashe, who would kill the Jewish people. Menashe, the king of uh, uh, Yehuda, who would threaten the Jewish people that they have to worship over the Zara. And of course, a Yid must give up his life not to worship over the Zara. So he killed many Yid, and thereby he forced the, the population to do over the Zara by that threat. Or someone who, who convinces others not by force to move with me. In either situation, he's called a Machtir Rabbim. Halach Yudalif, continuing the categories of those who don't have a portion in Elam Haba. Hapesh, Nachetzibur, those who separate himself, themselves from the community. Alf, Bishalay of Averis, even they don't transgress in Averis. They socially distance themselves from the community of Yudin. Don't, they don't do mitzvahs together with them. But privately, perhaps it seems to the Raman that he does do the mitzvahs, whatever mitzvahs an individual does on his own. and doesn't participate in their in their sorrows. but doesn't fast with their fast days. He goes in his own private way. Or it's like one of the nations, like one of the game of the world. and he he doesn't identify as being part of them socially. He doesn't have a portion of the world to come. Someone who does averis proudly, publicly. Uh, brazenly, like Yoyakim, Ben Shosh Kalas, whether he does the minor Averis, Ben Shosh Chamor, so he does the major Averis, has no portion in the world to come. That's called someone who's Megala Parmatera, who brazenly, so to speak, uh, uh, looks in the face of the Tera with, sh- with, sh- with no shame. Because he, uh, he, he acts in a way. That's that's. Uh, she acts in a way that's brazen, brazen and defiant. But Loi Beish, but he has no, he has no uh, uh, recognition, no, um, he has no humble, humble acknowledgement of the words of Tera. There are two categories of people who who uh, hand over Yidin. Meister means someone who hands over the Jews to the Gentiles. Someone gives a Jewish person himself to the Gentiles, a Hargit to be killed, or a to be beaten. That's what he so he gives them over as a, he gives the person over. Somebody hands over the money of a Yid to the non-Jews, or Shukakim, or a person who's a bully, like a mafia, the mafia, who is like a guy, even if it's Jewish mafia. They both don't have a portion in the Haba. Somebody who casts fear on the community, not for the sake of Hashem. If it's for the sake of Hashem, it's okay, but this is not for that purpose. Somebody who uh, dominates the community with a strong hand, subdues them. They are scared of him. His his purpose is to increase his own honor. All his actions and intent here is not for. The sake of Hashem, he go in Malchirakum for uh, just like non-Jewish kings. 
Every one of these 24 people that we just described that has the portion in the world to come, even though they are Yidin, they have the portion in the world to come. There are sins that are much more minor than these. Nevertheless, if someone is accustomed to do them regularly, he has no portion of what to come. Therefore, it's very worthwhile to, to, to avoid them and be careful from them. These are them. Someone who invents a, a, a disparaging nickname for his friend. Someone calls his friend an embarrassing nickname. Someone who embarrasses his fellow in public. Someone who uh, takes pride in another person's embarrassment. Someone who shames the Tamil Chacham. Someone who shames his teachers or disgraces his teachers, scorns them. Someone who scorns the Yom Tevim. Doesn't mean he works Yom Tevim, that's, that's if he's Mechalamayid. Mavazim means he disgraces it by either working on Chalamayid, even though it's not Yom Tev, or uh, by eating large meals before Yom Tev starts, so thereby when he comes to the Yom Tev meal itself, he's not particularly interested in, interested in eating, so he's, 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 he's scorning the Yom Tev. Mechal Tekadashim is someone who's, who's, who profanes holy things, like he deliberately passes the carbon. Now, when does all this apply? That any of the people described over here have no portion of the Tshuva. If he did Tshuva for his evilness and died as a Tshuva, he does have a portion of what to come. Because nothing stands in the way of Tshuva. Even if he denied the basic principles of Yiddishkeit his entire life, he has a portion of what to come. Shemet says, "Shalom, shalom, rochig of the kariv, v'mashavet tzvarafasiv." Peace, peace to the far and to the close. So it says Hashem, "I will heal him." So even someone who's far can do tshuva and come close. Call Hashem, and all the Hashem and the and the the pastates, etc. Shachazav tshuva did tshuva. Beim begolder whether it's in public, beim bimam bimat mayniyos whether they do so privately. The kabbalists and they are accepted as bal tshuva by Hashem. Even though the Rambam said in the that we should never accept a person who works worship of the Zorah as a Balchuva, that's in terms of the community's acceptance of him. But Hashem accepts him if he does Shuva. Shem about success, return children who are faithless. Even though he's still faithless, because he did Shuva secretly, the Kabbalist and Shuva say his Shuva is accepted by Hashem. So this is the Raya, if a person does Shuva, even secretly his Shuva has value.